Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. You know, all of us throughout life, we are simultaneously told by society, as we all know, especially as women, to pursue what we love, but also to make choices that are deemed, in their view, smart and acceptable by society. I think women feel as though we have to sometimes be perfect and fit into what society terms as successful. That is why today I am very excited to have our guest, Carlotta Zimmerman. Carlotta has had an incredible journey of traveling, career changes, and bold decisions that have actually paved her own unique path. Welcome, Carlotta. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. You know, I know that in your interview with the New York Magazine, you actually shared, which I thought was intriguing, your decision to go to law school because it was, as you put, quote, safe. What are some of your views about taking that kind of safe path that you could share with all of us today that maybe we're not always passionate about? Yeah, um, I was also thinking about your introduction. There was a lot there that I feel very passionate about. I'm just going to take a step back. For me, I am, and I'm going to be very honest, I'm a recovering anorexic. And when I was an anorexic, this was in junior high and high school and early college. Like in my prime, I weighed, you know, maybe like 102 pounds. Oh, oh, it's horrible. And as an anorexic, it's all about perfection. Like, I'm going to lose, I just have to lose, it's always like, you know, five or ten more pounds, and then my life is going to go fantastic. And I guess I've worked through that. I've spent years. And so for me now, in changing my life, I have a real aversion to perfection. It actually makes me kind of crazy when friends or clients are like, well, I want to be perfect. So that was something when I started making, having the courage to make change in my life. But when I was going, when I made the decision to go to law school, I certainly didn't have this courage. I was somebody who, like many of us, was raised by parents who put tremendous pressure on me to always and constantly be hyper successful. I was a child actor on Sesame Street from like the age of four. I was a produced playwright on Off-Broadway when I was 18 with a play I had written at 17. You know, I, I went to Wellesley and graduated with honors. And I had fallen into TV news while living in Russia. And I loved TV news for a long time. It was fantastic. But when I started getting burnt out at my last network, I was a manager and I was my shift was midnight to nine. And I was helping to put on four shows a night. Wow. And, and so when I knew I had to make changes, because I, I just didn't, I couldn't understand my life, I couldn't recognize myself, I didn't have, at that point, the emotional resources to do what I truly wanted to do was this coaching practice. Wow. It's interesting because you also mentioned, and you know, when I, when I was reading about you, I was finding it really fascinating that... Even in your 30s, when you were depressed and you felt really lost, but you were, as you say, coaching, you were passionate about helping others, but the helping others actually inspired you to turn your life Definitely. around. And that was, I thought, you know, somewhat, we don't always think of that. By giving back, sometimes we're helping ourselves. How did you convince yourself to take this plunge into really helping others because you have been through so much yourself? I don't know if it was convince myself. It was like, so I had gone to law school. It was horrendous. And when I left law school, you know, I it was I as I say to people like many people who 
don't know what to do with their lives. I went to law school. And now I'm, a, I, you know, I'm very proud of my law school. But when I graduated, you know, I have six figures of debt. My, my first marriage was over. And what I really understood was if I do something for the wrong reasons, it will not work and I will be miserable. And so when you're saying, how did you convince yourself? Uh, I don't know if it was like convince myself. It was just that I was more like, like, as a, you know, I'm a playwright, I was a writer, so I have this very active imagination, and I'm, I'm living back in New York, I was living in Queens, I'm broke, I did not want to go into working for the firms, you know, and, and I would think about doing the business, and I was also, I should back up and say that I was always somebody who, even in my 20s, people older than me, or people my age would come to me like, can you give me advice on how I can negotiate a pay raise, or what should I say to my boss? Like, I had a natural skill for that. And this was the only thing I enjoyed. And I remember at one point thinking, well, what if I do the business and it fails? And that struck me as hilarious, because at that point, I had, like, no money. <laughs> I'm living in, like, I, in my head, I was thinking, if it fails, how could my life get worse than it is now? I'm broke, my marriage is over, and I'm in Queens. And I love Queens, I should say that. But I was like, how could things get worse? And that kind of struck me like, you have, I have nothing to lose. And this was the only thing that made me excited. And, um, and I'll just tell you the story of like one of my first clients was a woman who we had been producers together at ABC. And she was now working for a very big um, firm, a different kind of business in DC. And she wanted to negotiate a raise. And I had helped other people get raises. And when I was in TV, I made an enormous amount of money. I was very good at getting money for myself. So I just sort of told her to do what I would have done. But I remember when she went out to meet with her boss, I was between you and me, I was sick to my stomach because I was thinking, is this going to work? Or is she going to be fired? Like she has kids. And she called me back a couple of hours later and she was like, Kota, she had wanted like a $10,000 raise. She got a $25,000 raise. Wow. And she was, she was like, Kota, I knew it would work. And I was thinking, thank God one of us did because I had been pacing my apartment sick to my stomach. I think that also goes to the here you were giving her strength and empowering her. But in right. many ways, by going through that journey and that process, it sounds like you then began to empower yourself that I'm really good at this. I I am really good yeah. at maybe seeing what other people don't see. You know, so often they say when two people walk in the same room, you and I can walk in the room and I see it one way and you see it another. But we often don't pay attention to those differences in that those can be a value. You know, I, I often say we're all born with gifts, and, and a part of our journey in life is to discover those gifts. And once you do, if we, if we neglect them and we don't explore them and really grow them, it, then, then I think we lose that gift. So it sounds mm -hmm. like you had almost an aha moment, like not only did you love helping her, but you were good at it. All the different journeys you've had, I know you've worked in Moscow, I know that you, you went through the really tough years, through of real struggles. Do you feel mm -hmm. like that is a gift now when you're trying to help others oh, that please. may have needs? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually, um, I'm now actually, I will admit, getting away from coaching and I'm developing a, a reality show about being an entrepreneur. I've been talking to various platforms. But one of the reasons I guess I'm passionate about being an entrepreneur and what I called my new company, The Comeback, I always say that being an entrepreneur allowed me to make a comeback in my life. And I'm now, let's just say in my early 40s, having 
more fun and more excitement even than I did in my 20s. And when I was in my 20s, I was, you know, living in Russia and working in TV news. And, and that was amazing. So I am, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, like I've been coaching for 10 years. And I would say the first, oh, goodness, the first five or six years were so utterly miserable. Because I started, you know, it's like I was a history major. So for me, starting a small business, it was like, what is this thing called a small business? <laughs> what, what is this thing that you people I had never known anything about small business, and I had to change my life. But for me, it was an amazing journey. And I'm very passionate, especially for women. I do coach men. Um, I have a ton of male clients whom I love, but I am especially passionate about working with women clients because to go back to the thing about being a perfectionist, women are still made to feel like that the normal, I don't know if I even want to call them mistakes, but shall we say life lessons, it's like if everything's not perfect, I've failed. I, I agree with you. And it drives me crazy. Like in my, <laughs> I, will, I always feel like for me, when my business started really taking off, and I mean, I've coached people in the, I coach like Michelle Obama's assistant, people in politics, military, all that. When my business really started taking off was when I sort of hit this point that, you know what, my back is to the wall, and the wall is going to crumble before my back does. Like, I have nothing left to lose. I'm just going to go for it. And that's when I started getting clients. I've had clients as far away as Saudi Arabia and New Zealand, and people are just people. But for me, it was hitting this point where I stopped chasing, shall we say, the false prestige of doing what other people thought was important because you know when I started this business I had a ton of friends who were like well a why would you want to leave the glamour of tv news which for anyone who's worked in tv news is hilarious and b they were like well you don't know anything about business so what are you going to do when it doesn't work and I was like I don't know I'm going to try again I mean my my parents were incredibly unsupportive wow. for years they still are they were just like what are you going to do if it doesn't work I was like I don't know what have I done for all the years where it didn't work I just kept trying right Right, and I think you're right when you talk about all the different people you've coached. You know, I, I don't think it matters what uh, phase we are in society or life. I think there's there's one core. You right. know, it's interesting if with all your career moves, you've clearly learned so many times, multiple times, how to reinvent yourself. What advice do you have for the women that are listening who really are thinking that they want to maybe reinvent themselves or explore a new career option? In my opinion, women are always going to be judged harsher than men. So from my experience in coaching women, and I've coached women at this point from ages 18 till 88, trust your gut. If there's something that you're passionate about, go for it. And I know that there's some woman listening to this and thinking, well, but what does that mean? It means do what you can today. Like when for my business to become successful, in the early days of starting a business, I was like, yes, I have a business. And what does that mean? <laughs> and I would be like, okay, well, these are the, I literally would, because I'm a very type A personality, I would write out like, okay, well, these are the steps that I know how to do today. I'm going to do those and see where that takes me and keep trying to push forward. That's how eventually like I got clients and, you know, the White House and people around the world and stuff like that. I think there's so much pressure and maybe pretend. I don't want to go into a rant about social media, but women, I think especially, they see people on social media who seem to be living these perfect lives, and they don't understand that to get to these lives, it takes tremendous mistakes, failure. A lot of the time, you have no idea what you're doing. I've had clients who are like, well, Krista, you must have always known what you're doing, which I find hilarious because there were years where it was like, I don't know, 
I guess I'm just going to do this. But you have to do what you can today to create what you're interested in tomorrow. And if you even just have a passion, that's fine. And I also, this is my last rant, if you're interested in starting a business as a woman, just realize your business doesn't have to eventually compete with I don't know, IBM. Everyone's business is different. I've had clients who the business that they wanted to create was literally something from their kitchen table that maybe every Sunday they would sell stuff that they made. And that was it. And they would make, you know, a couple of hundred or even 60 bucks a month. And they were happy because they got to use that outlet. Do what works for you. And don't worry about other people because there's going to come a time in your life if you just spend all your time worrying about other people, you're not going to have anything left. I can't agree with you more, Coletta. And I want to thank you today because you shared not only your courage and bravery, but you created your own tomorrow with passion. And we really want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was really my pleasure. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share whatever it is I've learned. And thank you to our listeners for today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or podcast app or follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and womensradio.com for new episodes. Thank you and see you in two weeks.